This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends over at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Stone Reagan. We're back here to pick uh, the games, all the action, weeks 13 in the NFL. And uh, Dylan, we've got uh, a full slate here, and um, man, there's a lot, a lot happening. But before we jump into that quickly, uh, we recorded this. We decided to wait and record this after the Steelers-Ravens game. Uh, so we at least know uh, what happened in that one. The Steelers get the win. Unfortunately, my betting lock did not come through. How that happened, I have no idea. Uh, Ravens were playing with half a team. thought the Steelers were going to just do everything they needed. But, uh, man, mm-hmm. that, that late score really just uh, just did not work out well there. Yeah, if you'd had the 10.5 point spread that was the one that most people probably bet on, then, yeah, that wasn't even close. But, uh, yeah, you came a lot closer with your uh, with your pick there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the extra point would have gone a long way that Boswell missed the first time through, yeah. but couldn't have really accounted for McSorley throwing a, a deep touchdown right at the end of the game, and not quite garbage time. It still was a two-score game at the time. Obviously, uh, the Ravens could have gotten the ball back, did not. But, yeah, I mean, props to them. They they honestly kept it a lot closer than I anticipated. They, you know, outside of that debacle at the end of the first half with the Steelers lying on top of the Ravens players and uh, the fact that they called a timeout for that instead of running a quick, you know, hurry up. There's some little things like that, which maybe they deserved it. But nonetheless, Baltimore, credit to them, credit to that offense for at least in the first half, moving the ball pretty well on the ground. And the defense overall really kept them in the game. Baltimore's defense is a big reason why. Still at 6-5, and five, they should feel decent about their chances of getting into the playoffs. We'll talk more about those two teams here as we go through our picks. But as usual, uh, we give you our game of the week, our betting locks, and our upsets of the week before we get to our quick picks, uh, we start with uh, game of the week. Yes, singular. Uh, this week, uh, mm-hmm. as we decided, there was pretty much one choice here, and I don't think there was a ton of others. You have some close point spreads, but overall, uh, in terms of battle of, of good teams, kind of where teams are at right now, it looks like we go back here to the Rams at the Cardinals. So the Rams, three-point favorites in this one. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I almost went with the Cardinals. We know what I've done here with the Cardinals here recently. I tend to pick them in a lot of these games. But uh, mm-hmm. as we saw last week against the Patriots, a little disappointing. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams here. I just feel like that they are the team maybe you trust a little bit more at this point, um, aside from, you know, knowing what happened uh, last week for them as well. But uh, I just, I don't know. The Cardinals, as we say, we, we're high on the Cardinals sometimes. Then we get a little bit low on them, and 
I feel like they're somewhere in the middle. Uh, but with the Rams, uh, as you'll point out, Dylan, uh, they've kind of had the, the Cardinals number there. Yeah, at least in the McVay era, they're six and zero against the against the Cardinals. Only I think one of those games was a one score game. A lot of them have been blowouts. Obviously, the Cardinals are much better this season than they've been in years past. Uh, the Rams, I mean, their defense is really good, but obviously still trust issues with the offense, particularly Jared Goff. They've, they're still first in rush offense DVOA, so they have that going for them against an Arizona defense, which while it's been better, it's pretty middle of the road uh, run defense wise. So there's reasons to just think. McVeigh and the Rams will respond after a really disappointing loss for them to the Niners. Arizona, I you know I feel like this will be a really good game though. I feel like it's not going to be one of these uh, you know past McVeigh versus the Cardinal matchups where it's a double digit uh, victory for LA. I think it'll be pretty close. I think Arizona still obviously has a lot to offer on both sides of the ball. Maybe they don't run the same kind of style running the ball as the Niners, but they still have been effective on the ground, fifth in offensive DVOA running. So uh, and that's you know what the 49ers were able to kind of do pretty well to keep the Rams. Steep defense for portions of that game off balance uh should be a good one more important for arizona again the rams still have a lot higher uh, uh playoff odds compared uh, from football outsiders they're still all the way up there at 95 percent of getting into the postseason arizona at 57.6 a lot on the line for them they've you know they were after that hail mary riding high a couple of tough losses uh, they really it would really help them a lot to bounce back here, and it should be a good one though. Yep, should be uh, for sure. As we said, uh, these NFC West games uh, have certainly been interesting this season. Uh, a lot of uh, you know good teams, as we've said, and uh, mm-hmm. should be another ma- good matchup here uh, with those. Uh, but we get to uh, the most important uh, part of this uh, podcast each week. That is the betting locks. As we said, they didn't turn out too well uh, for Week 12, but we're going to try to get back on track here with Week 13. And Dylan, um, we're both we're both kind of going back to our uh, what have been recurring <laughs> themes for us this season. It seems like, um, unfortunately, I think uh, both of them has not have not always worked out well, but I think mine has uh, in a lot of cases. Yeah. And so I'm going back to the Eagles. Um, and no, I'm not picking the Eagles to win. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles to lose uh, by more than nine points because uh, they are nine point underdogs against the Packers in Green Bay. Uh, we've seen the Eagles' defense uh, do some things that uh, have at least kept them in games. Yeah. Uh, but, unfortunately, their offense not doing a whole lot. And <laughs> I just tend to think that the Packers, coming off that big performance against the Bears, I just feel like the Packers' offense uh, clicking right now um, and really has been clicking all season, even in games that they've lost. You know, they've, they've managed to put up some points. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't trust the Eagles. This is well-documented at this point on this podcast. Um, I just have no belief that they're going to be able to put up <laughs> enough points to win this game. Uh, and I think this nine points here, if it had been ten, I, I would have maybe said, eh, I don't know about that. But I don't know. I, I just tend to think the Packers are going to win this game by double digits here. Yeah, outside of uh, Chiefs-Denver, this is the biggest mismatch in total DVOA of the week. So it makes sense, especially with a spread that's not – that huge, I think there is a little bit of a, <laughs> a worry with some of the games the Packers have had this year where we felt like they were going to dominate the Jaguars game that most recently comes to mind. But overall, they and some of these games have beaten lesser opponents by less points. Obviously, that did not happen against the Bears. And I think that's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot tougher defense for all the good things the Eagles defense has done. One of the few bright spots for this team all the way at 13th in DVOA right now, especially good against the run. Their pass defense still has been a problem since last season, still a problem this year. That that does not translate well to what the Packers are doing as one of the best uh, top three offenses uh, throwing the ball, Aaron Rodgers clicking, but also just with their whole system there. So, yeah, I picked the Packers as well to win, and I, I feel pretty good about them covering in this case. I don't think 
you know, at this point they're, you know, eight and three are uh, now going down the, the last five games of the regular season. And they're only one game behind the Saints team that's still playing without Drew Brees, still having to do things a lot differently. And they have the tie break. So, I mean, they have tons of motivation with that one bye, especially to keep fighting and obviously close up this division as well. Well, I'm going back to the Eagles. You're going back to uh, double digit spreads because uh, here we are once again, but I, I can't even <laughs> laugh at you at this point because uh, I seriously considered this. This was my first pick actually before I changed it and said, Oh, I think I'm actually going to go against the Eagles as I normally do, but um, you're going to go with the double-digit spread here. Uh, the Seahawks are 10-point favorites at home against the Giants. I will say, obviously, I'm picking the Seahawks to win this game. Um, the caveat here is, you know, I think if if Daniel Jones doesn't play, I don't know. I tend to think this is easy money right here with the 10-point yeah. spread because, uh, and I, there's a reason why you picked it because, I mean, it's just it's a different game. Uh, I think overall, even though the Seahawks defense hasn't been great, um, but still, mm-hmm. I just you know, Seattle, you're at home. Um, I know it's different this season, but still, I just feel like the Seahawks uh, probably find a way to win this game pretty convincingly. Yeah, I'm hoping so. After you know the backdoor, uh, well, at least push for for the the spread I had. A lot of people had the the Seahawks 6.5 favorites against the Eagles. Luckily, on my betting lock, I pushed last week. This time, I'm going back to the well with them, hoping they're able to pull it off. Yeah, they're at home, and just overall, as much as we've talked pretty highly for any you know, at least in terms of an NFC East team, we've talked pretty highly of the Giants and that kind of spectrum. This is a bad matchup for them. They their defense really struggles. Still, as good as it's you know or been fine, at least uh, defensively this year for the Giants. They're 25th in pass defense DVOA. Obviously, that's not going to translate well against one of the most electric uh, pass offenses in the NFL. That's the only reason why Seattle's ranking so high on that side of the ball. And then on the defensive side, Seattle, for all the bad things they've done in the secondary, they've been pretty good with their rush defense DVOA, and that's just not going to really work out well for the Giants. They're 28th in pa- passing the ball uh, DVOA, 17th running. It's just a bad matchup for them, regardless of who's in at quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, when you've taken the fact that you might have Colt McCoy out there instead of Daniel Jones, who's at least able to create a little bit if uh, the pocket dies down. We, Seattle has struggled rushing the passer unless it's been against worse offensive lines. The Giants' offensive line probably in better place than Phillies right now. But I still feel like, yeah, I mean, also you'll, I talk about the Packers kind of now we're in the, the end of the season expecting them to kind of turn it up a different gear. Seattle as well, they, they are benefited from the Rams losing. They got that one-game lead on the Rams despite losing to them. They want to keep that division lead. And they, they also have the, the one seed possibly in their eyes as well. They got one of the easiest, I think, at least in terms of total records of their opponents remaining. I think they have the easiest schedule remaining. So a lot of things for Seattle to look forward to as they keep fighting towards the end of the season. And that brings us to our upsets of the week. Uh, I will tell you, I don't feel great about mine. It's going to sound like a strange one, but uh, I think there's a reason that this is only a three-point spread, uh, and maybe folks may think it would be a little bit bigger here. The Colts are at the Texans. The Colts are three-point favorites in this game. There wasn't a lot, Dylan, I think, on the board this week that we looked at as potential upsets. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we both actually are going to – we both actually picked the one that you're going to pick as yours this week. So um, they're pretty much, you know, that's another upset. But um, I'm going to pick the Texans here. I just think, you know, the Colts have been obviously – I don't want to say frustrating because they did just beat the Packers a couple weeks ago, but um, I don't know. This is one of those – we bring it up all the time, those those divisional-type games uh, that can have weird results, especially if you're a team on the road. Um, and I know Will Fuller, the whole stuff we talked about earlier in the mm-hmm. week, that's significant for the Texans. But you would expect the Colts to get back on track here, but 
I don't know, man. This is one where it's sort of like if I'm looking at what could be one of those weird results this week, uh, aside from maybe another game here that we're going to mention in a minute, uh, I don't know. I just I, I tend to think Deshaun Watson maybe finds a way to work some of his magic here and uh, the Colts uh, maybe come out and, and have a bit of a, a flat performance. Uh, so I'll pick the Texans here just as sort of a uh, – it's not a strong pick as an upset of the week, but uh, it's one that, that I could see happening. Yeah, I could definitely see it happening the way they've been playing since uh, firing Bill O'Brien. They've definitely had more burst on offense. They've uh, And most of their games, they've been putting up quite a few points. The only one where they uh, had a dud was against the Browns in terrible conditions in Cleveland. But otherwise, this offense has been clicking lately. Deshaun Watson, obviously the main reason why, the, basically the only reason why you talk about the weapons being gone. I could definitely see, though, still with them, how they're playing in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, We'll see if Buckner's back. I think that'll play a big role in this game for Indianapolis' defense. I'm still picking the Colts. I think this three-point spread might be a little bit too reactionary to what happened on Sunday with Tennessee and how they beat down the Colts. They've still been one of the best DVOA teams in the NFL. The offense is still a problem, but this Houston defense, don't let don't let the, their, all the turnovers they force against Detroit fool you. They're still not a great unit. Uh, so I think Indianapolis just at this point is the more complete football team. That's why I'm picking them. But, yeah, I mean, it's the Deshaun Watson factor. He goes off, and uh, you can definitely see the Texans pulling this one out. Yeah, I could see it uh, happening here. I don't know. Like I said, I don't feel great about it, but uh, it's possible. So we'll, we'll we'll go with Deshaun Watson, see if he can make it happen uh, for this upset of the week. But, uh, Dylan, the other one we talked about, uh, I'm picking this one too. It's the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Niners. Niners obviously coming off that uh, huge win against the Rams and uh, the Bills. We've said it. I mean, it's they could really be sitting here at 9-2, and two, uh, honestly. And, and yet I still think there are some things that we look at the Bills and say, this is one of those games you feel like they should – find a way to win if they're going to be that team that could potentially make a run to the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't know, just in the back of my mind, I look at a game like this and think 49ers are obviously playing better right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bills may be just in a situation where where it's you're running into a team that's starting to find a little confidence, a little momentum uh, on the road. And so I'm going to pick the 49ers here too in this one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just remembered this game is going to be in – Arizona, not oh, that's right. While it is a home game, uh, they had you know it's maybe they'll get flashbacks from that hail mary. (laughs) That's it. I'm I'm calling it a hail mary finish for this one. The 49ers are going to win on the hail mary. Yeah, Nick Mullins and uh, and uh, Brandon Ayuk is coming back. Maybe is the combination. I don't know, but yeah, I'm picking San Francisco. This game for you know, given the the records, you think it's a mismatch. These teams are only three spots difference in DVOA, but also just in the total performance they've been playing at the defense for San Francisco, despite all the guys that have been lost. Obviously, Richard Sherman comes back, but nonetheless, they've been looking better on that side of the ball and overall have just responded well to all the injuries they've had. Offensively, they're still figuring things out, but I, I still trust Kyle Shanahan, especially against the Bills' defense, which is kind of still middle of the pack, not where we hoped it would be, not where we thought it would have to be for them to be this good and have this kind of record. ESPN's Football Power Index actually has San Francisco as the favorite in this game based on their advanced statistics. So, I mean, they they see the same kind of things I think we are looking at in terms of this is a 5-6 and six Niners team, but they're a lot better than this. Uh, they're still fighting for a playoff spot, especially with Arizona losing last week and losing the last couple games, creeping up behind them. I mean, they're they're right in the race. They got a shot, and they tied with the Rams, too. Hey, they, if they tie with the Rams, they've got that tie break. So a lot of good things for San Francisco still happening. The Bills have, you know, they're 8-3, and three, but not the prettiest uh, eight wins right there. They could obviously be 9-2 and two without that Hail Mary. Down here in Arizona, nonetheless, uh, yeah, I'll pick San Francisco with the upset by a field goal. Well, 
I think uh, it's going to be an interesting game. As you said, I, I completely – there's so much to keep up with, it seems like, now with, um, you know, <laughs> all these moving parts. But, yes, I forgot that the uh, the 49ers are now officially um, an Arizona team. So uh, we're just going to – we're going to call them the Arizona 49ers the rest of the season here on the podcast. But uh, before we get to the rest of the games, uh, let's talk to you about the friends at Indeed. Uh, 2020 has reshaped how we work. It's almost over, and businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Guess what? Indeed is here to help with that. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to ScopScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process so you only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, so it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need, and that's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide are using Indeed for their hiring. Right now, Indeed, offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. It's their best offer available anywhere. So go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms conditions apply. All right, let's get into uh, our quick picks here, Dylan, as we go to the Browns at the Titans. Titans, five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I want no part of this game uh, because uh, the Browns, as we know, have been a weird team. The Titans uh, have as well. I know they got the big win against the Colts, but uh, I don't know. It's just me going back to thinking this this is one of those games where do they go backwards? They're coming off two big wins here. Surely the Titans should win this game. Uh, but I don't know. The, the Browns, too, as we've said, they really have not been able to beat a lot of good teams. And so if the Browns want to kind of prove themselves, this would obviously be a great win, but uh, I'm not picking against the Titans here. Yeah, it really says something about this game having the most combined wins, I believe, of any game this uh, week. And we didn't even consider it possibly as the game. That's very true. I didn't even think about that. Two eight and three three teams here. I'm picking the Titans as well. Obviously, as much as I'm happy for the Browns, I talked about at length on the last podcast, I do not believe in this team to beat good teams. I I beat the Colts. Uh, That's their only really decent win. Otherwise, they've beaten a slew of really bad teams. And just in this one, Tennessee's offense still playing so well. The de- uh, only reason I don't feel comfortable about calling this a uh, uh, cover for Tennessee is their gr- uh, rush defense is still pretty bad. Still hasn't been uh, all that effective this season there in Tennessee. Uh, overall, just not really a good defense. So I feel like the Browns have a chance to score some points. But even with Miles Garrett coming back, it looks like, uh, just feeling a little bit better about Tennessee at this point to win at home. Yep, Titans are the pick there. Uh, the Saints are at the Falcons. Saints, three-point favorites in this one. Believe it or not, I did not consider the Falcons here, um, which I know is very odd because it seems like I picked the Falcons in almost every game they played this year for some reason. Um, hasn't worked out too well. But, uh, I, you know, even again, we talk about the, the rematches, the divisional-type games. Uh, I just – the Saints are the better team. And um, I know, you know, the offense is different without Drew Brees. But at the same time, this Falcons defense, we've said it many times, not great. They are playing better. You have to give them that. Uh, but, ah. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna pick the Saints, but something in me just for some reason is always considering the Falcons, uh, even when I say I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's a pretty close spread, I think, for where both teams uh, maybe are. But uh, yeah, I I still think the Saints probably find a way to win. Yeah, I think the Saints defense is the main reason I feel comfortable picking them. I initially, when I wrote in my picks, put the Falcons and just looked at it, and I'm like, I can't do this. There's, I just don't. <laughs> Even if the Falcons do win, yeah. I, I have a hard time picking against where New Orleans' defense is at this point. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they've still been getting the job done uh, decently well. Obviously, it wasn't the prettiest throwing the ball, but that was partially by design against Denver. We just saw it. was only two weeks ago they saw the Falcons, so maybe you think partially, oh, it's Atlanta knowing what, you know, they got that experience seeing the Taysom Hill-led Saints offense. Maybe that will help them. I'm not completely buying that. I just I, – I, the Falcons still are – there's a reason they're 4-7 and seven for all the talent that they that we think maybe they do have. Obviously, they're facing some injuries as well themselves. So, man, yeah, I think the picks here is the Saints. But uh, two teams that on the season are not that good against the spread, I don't really know. Uh, three points does feel a little low. I, I thought about making it a lock after flipping from the Falcons, but uh, <laughs> it's still just a weird, weird uh, rivalry. And, again, the Falcons in plenty of these years where they've been pretty bad or – uh, not as good as the Saints. They've still found a way to split the season series, so don't count them out here. Well, in another game that has a three-point spread, uh, two teams who uh, good luck trying to figure these two out, uh, the Lions at the Bears. Uh, the Bears are three-point favorites in this game. Uh, we're we're going to split our picks on this one, but I think that's fitting mm-hmm. because uh, who knows what you're getting from either one of these teams. I'll pick the Bears here. Um, I, you know, I don't love it because I don't, you know, we don't love where the Bears are. Where they've lost five in a row now um, after that start, and I think we're seeing, you know, the true Bears and kind of the state of that that mm-hmm. team. Uh, Matt Nagy not happy about it, but uh, a lot of Bears fans aren't either. Uh, Lions, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could point them out and say, well, they fired their coach, so that means they're probably going to come out and score 45 points this week uh, and have their best game of the season. That's seemingly <laughs> what happens sometimes, but. Eh, I'll pick the Bears, but uh, again, this is to, to me this is a toss up because both teams just just aren't very good. Yeah, it's a it's a really tough game. It's uh, I initially again picked the Lions or sorry the the Bears here and switched to the Lions partially because what you said. I think we've seen these teams that have bounced back after firing coaches that have even before this year. There's been a lot of rumors and just reports of. Uh, players dispatch, uh, not being happy with what's happening with these coaches and the way that they treat the players. and uh, So that's part of it. These two teams have played really close games in the past. Obviously, week one this year, the Lions could have won if Swift uh, doesn't drop that last touchdown in the final second. And then, uh, But then I think Trubisky in his career historically has, and he's starting again, I believe Matt Nagy said, he's historically this is the one team he's done really well against the Lions. He's always done pretty well against bad defenses. Detroit's still ranking pretty far down at 30th in DVOA on the defensive side of the football. So I'm a little afraid of that. But Chicago is a team that, yeah, five straight losses. And I just, I'm starting to, their, their offense is just so bad. And I'm starting to just doubt, like, the same kind of creeping in of, like, is this a lost season? Are these guys, at this point, you're five and six, you're, you still got a shot at making the playoffs, I suppose. But uh, that was a gut punch against the Packers. We'll see how much fight they have in this game. Maybe the defense will dominate, and that'll be the reason the Bears win. I want to see it first, though, because it just looked like a team that at certain points in that game looked a little defeated. Yeah, they did for sure. And uh, I think another team that's probably a little defeated right now 
is the Bengals um, because the Dolphins, once again, how many times we see the Dolphins, another double-digit favorite here. It shows you how far the Dolphins have come since we talked uh, before the start of last <laughs> season. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, 11.5-point favorites at home against the Bengals. Um, picking the Dolphins here. Uh, I think uh, the quarterback situation, obviously interesting, uh, but, uh, I mean, we know what the quarterback situation is for the Bengals, too. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are the better pick. I don't love this this bit of a I – don't, I don't think I love this spread at 11.5. Um, even though, you know, the Dolphins are obviously the better team at this point. But it uh, seems a little high to me. But, uh, I mean, the Bengals, as we said, they're, they're certainly a different team without Joe Burrow. So well, the Dolphins are the pick here. Yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins as well. I believe, is it is it right now that Fitzpatrick's still going to start? I, I guess I, the two is. Yeah, I think that's I'm not right. positive on that. It's unfortunate because I was really looking forward to a Tua versus Joe Burrow matchup. Now we're not going to probably get either guy. Uh, still, regardless, though, of who was in there at quarterback, feeling a lot better about Miami at this point. Obviously, the defense, like you said, just it's crazy that they're 11.5-point favorites given how far they've come from just a year ago. And uh, the Bengals, they've been really good against the spread this season, but that was with Joe. Uh, I don't, don't know if I really trust them to cover here in Miami. But, uh, I, yeah, Miami's the easy pick. Whether they get that 11.5-point spread, that's depends on how well their offense plays, but uh, we know their defense is going to come, and I think, yeah, if you have the Dolphins' defense in fantasy, uh, you're going to have a good time in this one. Well, I tell you, the Vikings being 10-point favorites at home against the Jags, uh, that shows you where the Jags are, because as we've said, there's been plenty of frustration with the Vikings this season, Um, and obviously I'm going to pick them to win this game, but that's another one where I'm like... I feel more confident probably about the Dolphins uh, being the Bengals 11.5 than I would the Vikings being the Jags by 10 because, I mean, the Jags have been up and down, mostly down, but still, I mean, this Vikings team, I don't know, man. They're they're frustrating at times, and we know that, uh, but uh, obviously you're not going to pick against them here straight up. No, I think they're, I mean, even in these games they've lost, it's mostly been because their defense is disappointed for the Vikings. I think their offense is, has found a, a gear. They didn't have Thielen last week. They still moved the ball pretty well. He's coming off the COVID-19 list. So, I, yeah, I think Minnesota will have, you know, firing on all cylinders there against a Jacksonville defense that is last in DVOA. On the flip side, yeah, it is funny that it's still a 10-point spread despite the Jags almost beating the Browns. That shows how, what the odds makers think of Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still probably going to be Mike Lennon. I think they're still going to start him, I, with even with Gardner Minshew back healthy. I don't think it would matter regardless. I think that might be more of a sign of Jacksonville really hoping the Jets find a way to win a game and maybe they can get that number one pick because uh, at this point not a lot else to play for for Jacksonville. Well, you mentioned the Jets. Um, we teased it on the last episode of the podcast. The Raiders, don't do it. Just just don't do it, Raiders. Raiders are eight-point favorites here at the Jets. That's not a double digit, so that kind of tells you even the betters are thinking, oh, boy. Um, but, I mean, look, at this is a Raiders team that just got destroyed by the Falcons. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility here. And I'm just going to say that. Like, I, there's something a part of me that almost picked this as my upset, as crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Um, but I think the Raiders should bounce back here and be in good shape. But uh, still, uh, I don't know. If, there, if it was anyone other than the Raiders, like I said, anyone other than the Raiders, the Browns, or – Someone like that, I'd feel okay here. Mm-hmm. But after that, if the Raiders were coming off a win, I would feel much better. Um, or if they would have lost by a field goal against the Falcons, but the fact they lost 43 to whatever, yeah. um, that's that's not promising heading into this game. <laughs> it's a definitely a discouraging performance, as we talked about in the last podcast. But, I mean, it's the Jets, man. I'm not going to – I'm going to wait, even if they do win a game this season, I'm not going to pick them probably in any matchup yeah. they have moving forward. Yeah, just based on, you know, what we've seen from them, we t- – talk about a 
some of these teams have bounced back from coach after coaches have been fired. I wonder, I don't know if the Jets would fall into that category. I still wouldn't feel too good if they moved on uh, from Adam Gase right now. It's a mess. And I, yeah, I, it's, you know, the Raiders as, you know, as ugly as that was, I don't think that's who they are. I don't, maybe they're not as good as the team, obviously that beat the, the chiefs earlier this season, but I don't think they're that bad. I, I think they'll bounce back decently. They're still in the playoff hunt. And I think that, yeah, at this point, I, they have a lot to prove after getting uh, smushed by a uh, really disappointing game against Atlanta. Patriots and Chargers, uh, Patriots at the Chargers. Uh, this is a pick 'em, uh, straight up here. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Patriots, uh, I think, are going to be my pick, and uh, it's probably just Dylan's Chargers role here that, you know, when there are expectations, <laughs> you don't pick the Chargers. So it seems like there's a little bit of expectations here since this line is even. Uh, the Patriots coming off a big win against the Cardinals, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe we see something uh, from the Patriots there bounce back uh, here. You know, be able to build a little momentum after that win and can turn that into uh, another victory here uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, we could see some points. Two defenses that have been pretty disappointing, especially New England's, given where the heights they've reached the last few years. Uh, yeah, I think the Patriots too. It's just a, an, it's the Chargers. It's kind of figuring they'll, they'll find a way to lose. The, the Bills tried to let them back into the game last week. They kept turning it back over. Uh, was fitting on that last play. I think it, the offensive line thought it was going to be a, 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 a some sort of passing play when just, uh, Herbert just had like a sneak and got stuffed in the three-yard line as time expired. Kind of summed up that game and just their overall time management in that game. Uh, so, yeah, New England, I you know, like pretty you know impressive win against Arizona, even if we don't think they're quite as good as we thought maybe early in the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more about me just not trusting the Chargers, still a three and eight team. And, uh, overall though, it's a coin, like the, the even spread, it, it is at least an ESPN's football power index, almost a coin flip game. They have New England winning by 51.4%. Uh, so, uh, in terms of betting, yeah, I, I can understand the even spread. Two teams that probably, even though they have uh, two game different rec- difference in record, I don't think they're all that different with what they've put out there on the field in terms of total play. Chiefs-Broncos is not a coin flip game. Uh, the Chiefs are 14-point favorites uh, in this one, understandably so. Uh, I have no idea what the Broncos, what that's going to look like. Uh, I mean, we, I think, do we even know what's going on with the quarterback situation yet? Yeah, I don't know um, So I think this is an obvious one that you probably could have considered as well as a lock of the week, uh, even at 14. I mean, the Chiefs are just, uh, they're on another level. We know that. Broncos could once again be without a quarterback. We don't know what that's going to look like. If so, I mean, I'd, I'd maybe think the Chiefs minus 21 here and feel pretty good about it. Uh, so minus 14, uh, I'm all in on this one. Yeah, I would have I, I considered that if we had a little more uh, clarity on the on the quarterback situation for Denver, I probably would have made that my uh, lock of the week. It's still, yeah, ESPN's football power index, like we just referenced with that coin flip in the last one. This one has the Chiefs almost at 90%. You really don't ever see it that high. It's trying to be a little bit more conservative, and it can't help not <laughs> go heavily in Kansas City's favor in this one. Uh, yeah, just they've been clicking so well on offense. I think the defense for large portions of that game in Tampa Bay looked pretty good uh, last week. Uh, they've struggled defending uh, the rush. Uh, still, uh, still their last in uh, rush defense DVOA. It's something that it has been a concern going back the last three years, but it doesn't. <laughs> when you have Patrick Mahomes in that offense, it doesn't end up really meaning that much at the end of the day. I think Kansas City blows them out. I wish this wasn't a Sunday night game. It's man, it's like why, why? <laughs> I know. It's uh, yeah. This is uh, not a prime time game. Uh, only in time uh, for sure. Um, Washington at the Steelers. We just talked about the Steelers uh, coming off the win against the Ravens here, and now nine half point favorites uh, here. It looks like against Washington. Um, you know that line could. 
change a bit uh, based on how quickly you know the turnaround is here. But uh, I mean, look, you're not picking against the Steelers, and I think this important discussion we're going to have if they win this game. I think we start to look ahead at this rest of the schedule and say, my goodness, like, mm-hmm. are we really looking at this possibility? I'm not even going to say the words because we all know what I'm thinking uh, because I don't want to pull the jinx here. But, I mean, it's, if they win this game here, I feel like we, we really start to look ahead and like, oh, my goodness, like, is this actually a possibility? Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers as well. No reason to pick against a team that has not suffered a defeat this season, as you're referencing. They, Yeah, they have the Bills and the Colts, the Browns, so three decent opponents. The Bills probably the, the toughest one there in a road game next the following Sunday night. Uh, I, yeah, I think they'll be able to take care of business here. Uh, you know, the offense didn't look good against Baltimore, but Baltimore, hey, to their credit, as we said at the beginning, they've had a really good defense this year. I guess Washington, I mean, they do kind of fit in that in the same uh, ranks. They're, they're fifth in DVOA ahead of Baltimore. Well, Baltimore might move up with their performance today. So we have that going, but it's just about Pittsburgh's defense, man. I, as much as I think Washington has a decent shot to win this division, Alex Smith has looked pretty comfortable the last few weeks. Uh, even when things haven't been perfect, he still you know, looked like a competent guy back there, not uh, Alex Smith you know, from old, but nonetheless – given all the circumstances, he's been solid. But this is a different animal you're facing in Pittsburgh's defense. They've been absolutely insane this year. So making them a pick, they are going to miss. Uh, they announced while we've been uh, recording that Bud Dupree, they're worried that he yeah, tore his ACL. That. So that, yeah, that'll be a big blow. But, I mean, they, they have so much depth. I think they'll, as a unit, still be able to overcome that and still be dominant. Well, we don't have a spread on the Cowboys at the Ravens. Uh, that's the, the, the other game uh, of the week. But, uh, I mean, obviously I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um, don't know the spread, but, uh, I think, you know, the Ravens, hopefully, I mean, I say that like we, I guess we don't really know kind of what their roster is going to look like either. So, um, you know, maybe that's one that's a little bit closer than you would expect just based on the roster unknowns, but you feel like the Ravens should at least be in a position to bounce back and get a win. Yeah, I think the Ravens' defense is the main reason. I'm not too worried about whoever's playing on the offensive side of the ball. They made it work, running the ball pretty efficiently against Pittsburgh. Uh, Dallas' defense, not nearly as good against the run. Don't be, don't let it be fooled by the one game where they held Pittsburgh to like two yards per carry. Overall, the season, they've been awful against the rush. We just saw Antonio Gibson uh, run all over them on Thanksgiving. I think Baltimore, yeah, on that side should be fine. But, yeah, their defense, man, it's going to be another tough test for the Cowboys' offense, which – and maybe at certain points you thought they looked okay against Washington. I think I, I, it's just still too much of a mismatch here. And a really important game for Baltimore. I, even though they're 6-5, and five, I don't think they're discouraged. And I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, they still feel good about their playoff chances. They have Dallas, uh, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. Uh, pretty easy schedule to end the season. I think they'll bounce back. And even if they don't sweep all those games, I think 10-6 and six is definitely in their future, and it starts with a win on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with the schedule anymore. But uh, there you go. There are uh, the games for the week in uh, Week 13, and uh, should be another interesting one without a doubt as we continue the march towards the playoffs. But speaking of playoffs, Dylan, uh, we'll have all the coverage of that over Clutch Points along with a lot of other stuff uh, we got going on over there. Yeah, NBA preseason about to start pretty soon. You can follow the games in the Clutch Points app there. You can also read all of our NBA and NFL coverage primarily, but also some MLB free agency coverage, uh, things not like the NBA in terms of a hot the hot stove. It takes a while for that to warm up for baseball, but we've got that covered in the Clutch Points app, also at clutchpoints.com if you go to the MLB section for that. Uh, for NBA, all of our content there. And then NFL, obviously, you can find our podcast. And also, if you search fantasy football, we'll have all of our stardom set of articles. We've been kind of putting those 
close out and more fantasy outlooks uh, moving forward heading into week 13's games, which, yeah, do not start when you guys are uh, possibly listening to this tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, no games, obviously. That was the Cowboys-Ravens one moved to Tuesday. So uh, plenty of time to make your fantasy decisions ahead of Sunday. Yes, uh, check all that out uh, over there at Clutch Points. And, again, a lot of great stuff uh, coming up over there as my dog gets a big yawn here next to me. Um, he's excited. Uh, he just needs a nap. He's been watching too much football. But, uh, yeah, check everything out at Clutch Points. And, as always, subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Um, just check us out on there and subscribe. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established the Past Podcast. All right, let's talk to you about Bet Online. Football back in full swing. Uh, you may not be out of game the rest of the year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. All you got to do, head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use that promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.